hello. Welcome, everybody, to the Never Split Up podcast. My name's Nolan, that's Anthony, and today we are covering I Know What You Did Last Summer. How you doing today, Ant? I'm doing good. How's it going over there? Going pretty good. Uh, gearing up for 4th of July weekend is coming up. Uh, this episode will be released right before 4th of July weekend, so we definitely wanted to cover um, a 90s slasher that you love um that is set of course around fourth of july that's pretty much the whole premise of the movie um that the plot and the setting is important to this movie um i feel like it gives it its heart in a way um so yeah we wanted to cover this movie before fourth of july and um yeah this is episode 29 so uh we're almost at 30 episodes so you know pat ourselves on the back there we're gonna get a pretty big milestone there so i'm excited for that we have a good episode next week as well, but I'll save that for the end of the episode. I think we uh, previewed that last week anyway, so if you listened to our yeah, last episode, thanks to uh, everyone who listened to that. It was our uh, franchise rankings. That was a big, big episode. That was a couple weeks ago. We took a week off. I got married, and uh, now we're back for uh, the summertime, and I know what you did last <laughs> summer. Um, is, there any, uh, is there any announcements or anything? Do you want to announce who won? Uh, you ran a poll for the franchise episode, is that correct? Do you want to announce, announce that? Sure did. Yeah, so everyone, uh, first say congratulations to Nolan because he's now a married man. Thank you. Crazy. Thank you. <laughs> um, but yeah, we did our franchise episode, was our last one a couple weeks ago, so I ran a poll. Um, you know, I hope you guys watch or listen to that episode so you can uh, hear all of our top 10 entries. But uh, Nolan's number one was Halloween and my number one was Scream. So I ran a poll, you know, which franchise you prefer out of those two. And we got a good, uh, decent uh, voting, um, but uh, Scream came out on top and won that poll um, across Twitter and Instagram. So uh, thanks for voting, uh, guys. You know, we've been seeing some pretty decent numbers, so it's cool to see everyone interact. And I had a couple comments saying, you know, this is cruel that you're making us choose between uh, these two franchises. But <laughs> yeah. yeah, it is cruel, but it's the name of the game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, those those are two huge franchises thanks for everyone for voting and again thanks for everyone uh for tuning in and listening to our last episode we got some pretty good numbers on that um that was one of our better uh ranking episodes in terms of listeners so thanks to everyone and if you didn't check it out definitely go check it out i think we had uh two pretty unique lists we had some crossover but even the crossovers were in like different spots in our top 10 so um definitely check that out but for now, uh, we're excited. I'm excited to get back to some movie reviews because we haven't done that in yes. a few weeks. Um, and this is a biggie. This is a biggie for you, especially, Ant. So do you want to uh, kick yeah. us off and yeah. talk about this movie a little? Talk about the director, the awesome yeah. 90s cast? Oh, <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> so let me just give you the synopsis before we get into it. Everything um, very basic. Uh, four young friends bound by a tragic accident, are reunited when they find themselves being stalked by a hook-wielding maniac in their small seaside town. Um, I know what you did last summer. It's directed by Jim Gillespie, and it's written by, surprise, surprise, Kevin Williamson, my guy, who wrote the original <laughs> Scream. Yeah. Um, and it stars the lovely Jennifer Love Hewitt, uh, the 90, one of the 90s It Girls, along with Nev Campbell, the icon Sarah Michelle Gellar. Uh, Freddie Prince Jr. and Ryan Felipe. So that is our main 
core four before there was a core four. They are awesome. They are awesome. I mean, you can't get better than that cast, that main cast. But we also have some supporting characters. We have uh, the late Anne Hayes. She had a good little uh, extended cameo scene. She played Missy. Uh, we have Muse Watson, who plays our villain in the movie. And we have Bridget Wilson. I don't know if you know, she's uh, Helen's sister in the movie. She was in the House on Haunted Hill remake yeah. um, from the late 90s. And she's in a, she was in a bunch of like late 90s and early yep. 2000s like rom-coms and movies. Yep. Um, we have Johnny Galecki. Uh, I knew him before this movie from Christmas Vacation, but you guys mm. probably know him from Big Bang Theory. And that's our kind of like... Uh, there's a little tiny characters after that, but that's the gist of the, you know, supporting slash main characters um stacked, fucking stacked. So good. Um, and this came out in 1997, so it's Road, so Scream came out in 90, 1996, brought back the horror genre, the slasher genre, and then after Scream, there was a bunch of, I want to say, imitators, and this is the most successful out of that bunch. But um, interestingly enough, Kevin Williamson wrote this one before Scream, mm. so... This came out after Scream, but he wrote it before, and he actually intended on having this movie have more uh, self-referential stuff, but he did that with Scream, so he kind of like switched it up and had it go pretty like straightforward and uh, draw more inspirations from the book, because it is based on a book, but it, the book's not a slasher, so he just mixed the book with slasher, so it's it's interesting how it came together, and people always say like, yeah, it's after Scream, it imitated Scream, but it was written before it, but um, yeah, it was a big success, Um, it spawn off a sequel so we'll talk we'll cover the sequel one day but yeah this is this is a big late 90s movie huge yeah huge 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 no it makes sense that it was successful i never really thought about it in terms of when it was released around scream so it was the year after scream so and obviously yes scream was a huge hit so i can only imagine the anticipation for another you know slasher um written by the same guy so it makes sense that it was a hit in the box office and uh yeah, like you said, there was a sequel that spawned of it. And uh, yeah, I mean, you can't go wrong with this cast, especially for the 90s. Um, it was going to be a hit no matter what. Um, you know, <laughs> you had, like you said, you had the It Girl, you had Freddie Prince Jr. Um, I love Jennifer Love Hewitt. She's awesome. She's uh, she's a great final girl. Um, not to spoil it before we get into spoilers, but, you know, she's a pretty good final girl. Was she on your list? I don't remember if I was she was going to say shout 10. out to that episode. Uh, yeah. Check out our Final Girls episode because she was actually my number five. Mm-hmm. I have a soft spot for Julie James. I know a lot of people hate her, but I well, will defend her. And that that's going to be a theme, uh, I feel like, in this episode. Your, your soft spot for this movie overall. I feel like every time we do ranking episodes and you can put this movie in there you do <laughs> like we've we've seen this movie uh quite a bit on the podcast and we haven't even covered it yet so exactly yeah so uh, it popped up on our villains uh it was my shock number 10 yeah uh villain pick so uh from the like the classic villains so yeah it, it has a um, now that i think about it, it has appeared quite a bit and we haven't even covered it yet so i'm excited to get into it um Want to do our overall thoughts before we get into the spoil? I'm not, I'm assuming everyone listening or watching has seen this. I mean, if you haven't, then just what are you doing with your life? But uh, yeah, let's give our overall thoughts and then uh, yeah, get into it because I don't know sure. where you're coming at from for this one, really. For sure, I want to uh, do this segment overall thoughts, and also I want to start doing just like I think we did this with Sleepaway Camp, whether or not we recommend the movie. So oh, yeah. people can like kind of so this this helps out people that don't um haven't seen the movie yet so they can watch this yeah. segment and um 
so far we've mainly covered movies that we overall like, but I'm sure we're going to start getting into movies that are just bad. I want to start covering some like bad horror movies. We should, so people just don't <laughs> think we. Yeah. I think the lowest one. I think the lowest movie I've ranked so far, or rated so far, and I've still enjoyed it is a uh, is High Tension and then Sleepaway yeah. Camp. Even, but I I mm-hmm. still love Sleepaway Camp and I love High Tension until I don't. So I mean, those are the lowest scores so yeah, far. Yeah, I mean, have we given any fives in the five ranges no, or has I have sixes? Not. I don't think six uh, high sixes was my lowest rating. Okay, yeah. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I would I definitely want to mix it up and do some movies that are like not <laughs> so high up. So. uh I want to start giving like recommendations before we get into the reviews. Yeah, yeah. So I, I think that's okay, a good cool. idea. But but yeah, uh, my overall thoughts. I uh, like this movie a lot. It's uh, not an all timer for me. Like people who have listened um, know, it is for you. Um, I love it mostly for the cast. That's why I rewatch it. Um, it just is a feel good movie for me because it brings me back to a kid. You know, watching all of these um, actors, uh, Freddie Prince Jr., Sarah Michelle Gellar, uh, Jennifer Love Hewitt, especially those big three. Um, it's it's just a feel-good movie for me. Um, I'm surprised. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I know. It's a slasher. It's a feel-good movie. I know. <laughs> um, I'm surprised. I actually had to look this up when we were watching, when I was re-watching it. Uh, I never knew that this was rated R, believe it or not, because this oh, is yeah. a pretty pretty tame rated r oh really um, i think there's one or two uh pretty gnarly uh yeah there is they 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 show they show a couple uh some some gory scenes but um overall i mean there isn't like yeah yeah, there isn't like a ton of swearing uh there's no nudity or anything like that so this this is kind of borderline like pg-13 slash r uh r um i had to look it's all from barry it's all from barry (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're right. <laughs> yeah, now that I think about it, yeah, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> but um, uh, getting back to the movie, uh, yeah, this is uh, this is a feel good movie for me because, like I said, I-, I love watching those actors. Their chemistry on screen is great, and um, I have um some thoughts when we get into the actual review about um how they um you know treat Helen and and you know Ray and Julie. Um, I don't want to spoil anything yet, but what happens to those characters, even Barry, um, it, it kind of helps determine how I feel about the sequel as well. But we're just talking about the first movie. I do like this a lot. I know you're a big fan, and listeners know that you're a big fan of The Fisherman. Um, he's awesome. He's His hook hand is pretty unique. Um, I love how it's just so tied to the setting of the movie because they're in like a fishing town. Right. Um do we know it's 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 the east coast. Is it um it's, it's relatively Southport. close it's to a, New it's like York, North Carolina or something. I think it's okay. North Carolina, like Southport, North Carolina. Oh, it is. Yeah. Okay. I thought it was like yeah. further north than that. But no. um okay, so North Carolina. So it's east coast like fishermen's villages/towns. Yeah. slash town. So I love how that's all incorporated and that plays a big role into the movie cuz you you know they, they're trying to figure out who this person is, but everyone is a fisherman, so it's kind of hard. Exactly. But, uh, yeah, I uh, I recommend this movie. It's, like you said, uh, it's funny. I didn't know that about Kevin Williamson, how he wanted to bring, you said he wanted to bring the meta into this movie before he did with yeah. Scream, but he decided to play it straightforward. This movie is very straightforward. There really is no, like, levity to it at all. Um, so it takes itself pretty seriously i would say very seriously but i think it works um not everybody likes slashers that don't 
um, that take themselves too seriously. But I think um, the direction and the acting uh, makes it work. So uh, definitely check it out if you like slashers. I, I, I would say it's a recommendation for me. Yeah, for sure. How about you, Ant? Okay. Yeah, it's uh, more than a recommendation for me. It's a must-watch. Don't put that at the top of your summer list, people. Um, we also talked about it on our summer episode. Damn, I really have talked about this. Movie yes, a bit, yeah. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, I mean, again, you guys can call me biased, but we all know by now that I'm a '90s kid, and this is another movie that I grew up with. Like I said in our scream, we did the original scream that I kept going to rent Halloween, and my mom was like, "Oh, we got to check out something else because the guy keeps saying we keep renting Halloween, so let's check out this new movie, Scream." Then I fell in love with Scream and I kept wanting to get Scream. The mom's like, well, this new one just came out. I know you do that summer. I'm like, no, I just want to watch like Sydney and Ghostface. Like, that's all I wanted. And then she's like, we're renting this. And then we rented it. I'm like, oh my God, I fell in love with this movie. It's so good because it's so, it has the Scream vibes and it has the classic slasher vibes also. So to me, it's the perfect blend of two, of those both, like 90s slasher, um, Scream mixed with the more classic, like, you know, villain looking like michael myers-esque villain look you know mm. what i mean so i fell in love with this movie the cast is all timer for me i mean again i'm a 90s kid so i know these four actors i'm obsessed with them uh specifically jennifer love hewitt and my girl sarah michelle geller my scream queen she had a year in 1997 she had buffy scream 2 and i know what you did last summer damn what a horror icon uh, I, I kind of, when I take a step back, I compare her to what Jenna Ortega is doing today in the horror genre, what Sarah Michelle Gellar did in the late 90s and early 2000s. She was that it girl, and uh, now Jenna Ortega is kind of like the it girl in Hollywood. So I kind of see a nice comparison between them two. But uh, anyway, yeah, I think that what you said about the characters, I think that they do something very bad in this movie, but the movie works so well, and it's so well written. And it takes its time, unlike some movies today that's just boom, 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 that by the time the killing and the taunting starts happening, I should be like, oh, I don't care if these people die. But I'm like, no, I don't want them to die. Even Barry. <laughs> I'm like, I am rooting for all of them. Uh, and that's a testament to the acting and the script. And it's just so well paced. I think this, when I rewatched, I didn't realize how good the score was because I usually just focus on, you know, the performances and where the story is going. But mm -hmm. the score... Yeah. helps the tension so much it's so well done i mean it has everything i want again movies today they think all we want is to get straight to the kill but what's and what you said is it's not very gruesome but it's moments of violence are so effective because of the build-up and i don't think movies do chase scenes like i know you did last summer did in 1997 between the set pieces and the chase scenes it has one of my, it might have my favorite chasing of all time. Don't quote me, but it's in my top three, hands down, chasings of all time. And movies don't do that anymore. Even slashers, they just are like, all right, let's get to the kill. I like my tension and buildup, and this movie has no shortage of that. Um, yeah, so it's just very special to me. I don't want to blab too much about all of it because I want to get into the specifics of it when we get into it. But like you said, the killer was on my icon list. I think the look is just. I don't know, it just does something for me. It's really creepy when you like, it's all the way up, so it's kind of covering face, but you just see it a little bit. It's very mysterious. They did it very well, and the way it was shot too, I think helped it out a lot. Um, 
I love the setting. I wanted to move to Southport after I saw this movie and live in this little fishing town. I don't know. There's something about it that like has a charm, like you said earlier too. It's just very well filmed too. I think. Uh, yeah, guys, I'm in love with this movie. It. it I know I say it for because we've been covering a few of my all timers lately, but this is an all timer for me. It's one of my most rewatched movies of all time, and I watch it every Fourth of July back to back with the sequel. I, if I miss it, well, I don't miss it because then that would ruin my whole day. Uh, so I watch it every year and I'm obsessed with it so much. There you go. You heard it. We both recommend this movie. Uh, Anthony is must watch territory. I'm not quite must watch, but uh, if you're a slasher fan, you've seen this movie already. I mean, this is pretty much, you know, at the top of, of slashers, especially for that right. era. But um, yeah, I, I wanted to bring up a comment that you made before we really dive into the movie. Um, can you expand upon what you mean by it has scream elements to it? Are you talking about like the whodunit aspect or what do you mean by that? Just the whodunit aspect and how um, it's very like it's taking the 90s aesthetic and like up a notch and like even like more with the promotion too. like this movie's poster literally copied the scream poster with the that's what started the floating heads it literally said on every poster from the creator of scream even though this was uh written before scream and came out after um they just really i think they probably it's just the vibe i mean we have julie's literally a wannabe sydney even though she's never going to be a sydney until she gets some sydney vibes in the sequel but everything they did with it sarah michelle geller you know helen's the blonde best friend it's just very um Ray is the mysterious boyfriend. Is he the killer or not? You know what I mean? It's very, yeah. very, very scream. Uh, it's just not scream, really meta scream. But there's yeah. a couple lines in here. You know, they mentioned Jodie Foster and sound. So like, you can tell Kevin Williamson couldn't help to be a little meta. But uh, it's not on the territory of scream. And of course, you know, it's not as smart and it's not as brilliant as scream. And I will admit that. because I mean, you guys know how I feel about scream. But I think it's the best imitator of scream you know the late 90s and early 2000s so that's all it's just very similar um vibes to scream okay cool yeah i thought so i just wanted to make sure to you know have you expand upon that that makes sense a yeah. lot because i never really think about it in that in that regard but now that we're talking about it i, I could see why you would say that for for sure because it does take itself it's it's way more straightforward it takes itself way more seriously but you still have those elements right. you could tell it was written by the same guy so Oh yeah. All right, awesome. So uh yeah, let's let's get into the review. Um spoilers ahead. We'll we'll go ahead and uh do you want to kick us off with the opening act, the opening scene? How do yes, you feel about for sure. the whole uh you know, last summer act? <laughs> uh first of all, can I just say that can we please do opening credits like we did in the fucking late 90s? I just love the intro with like the punk rock so i'm such a sucker for like punk mm. rock intro with the title card over the water and the and the little bridge that wraps around oh it's so good but um i think it starts off on a cool eerie note you have a guy just sitting like on a off a cliff pretty much you know he's just sitting there we don't know what's going on he hears something looks back and then it just you, you see fireworks and then it cuts to our main uh cast i just love how i don't know it's just something about it that's so uh and it's almost just has you curious right away. Like, all right, who is this? What's going on? We don't even think about him again until later. But then we go, if you take a step back, you're like, oh, my God, he was important to the plot. It's just very smart how they start it. And then we get kicked off with their typical opening of, you know, 
uh, graduated high school kids partying and celebrating. Um, it's the Croker Croker pageant, um, and our girl Helen <laughs> is in the running um, for the Croker Queen. Um, and if you see that lineup, there's no doubt about it who's winning that pageant. It's uh, <laughs> it's our girl Helen. Helen Shivers, Sarah Michelle Geller killed it. Um, <laughs> I crack up every time I see Croker Queen. I don't know. But uh, yeah, so it's Helen and then Julie Bear. Julie is Helen's best friend. And then Barry is Helen's boyfriend. And Ray is Julie's uh, boyfriend. They're sitting like up in the, I guess, the high level uh, auditorium just watching her. And that's how we're introduced to our uh, core four for now. And uh, yeah, I think they're a fun group of. Uh, Barry's a little cocky, but I don't hate him right away. Um, but it's a cool crew of characters that's how we're introduced to them uh helen obviously wins and then they're you know having a little party and uh we get introduced to helen's sister elsa who is a super bitch she's not even congratulatory to her sister or anything she's like oh blah 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 you know calling her pathetic pretty much right away i'm like what the hell is wrong with this girl jealous she's jealous but uh yeah i think it's a good little introduction to our characters um, I like that it's not, we're not introduced to them in high school. We're introduced after they graduated. So it's not the typical, you know, high school setup, blah, 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 blah. Uh, what about you? I I really enjoy this opening too. Uh, because this movie is straightforward, I don't, I don't really want to get into the weeds of like going scene by scene. I really just want to talk about how yeah, I yeah. feel about like, you know, the overall, you know, acts and stuff. I so my only comments would be I love the pacing of this movie. You mentioned it in your uh, overall thoughts. Uh, I think that's a strong point of this movie. I love how it takes its time with this whole opening scene. I yes. don't know if you'd call it really an act. I, I guess it kind of is an act because that's how drawn so. out it is. But it doesn't yeah. feel boring. I mean, they're introducing you to the characters. They're introducing you to the town. It's Fourth of July. They have the pageant, like the town is alive. Every everything is kind of, you know, alive. Like it's not a yep. movie set. You you really get like you're you're part of the town, and um, they're partying. Um, you get introduced to um, what's his name, Max, for the first time at the party. Oh, He's like the dweeb. He's fuck like him too. Yeah. <laughs> fuck <laughs> He's him. So really. rude to Ray. So rude to Ray. Yeah, like, yeah. I don't I know. know why Ray didn't punch him right away. Like that's my girlfriend, bro. What the fuck yeah. you being a creep. Yeah, um, I know they were friends, but like, stop. Yeah, if you're watching this for the first time, this movie, I mean, red flags galore with Max for sure. I mean, you're like, all right, self esteem issues. Guy. Yeah, but I, uh, I do love this opening because it it does take its time, and um, I, I guess kudos to the director and the actors because mm -hmm. you really like care about these people almost instantly. Like you, you're like yep. in their lives even before the accident and stuff. Um, you really yes. like. Yeah, you're really uh, introduced to them quite well, and then we get to the uh, to the road scene. They're going right. um, well. They're they're even. You have the quick beach scene, so that's. Yeah, cool. well, I was gonna say I want to bring um, that up. Um, okay, go ahead. Yeah, I love what you said though. Uh, just to go, I just want to comment that you said how you just feel like the energy of the town, mm -hmm. um, and you can tell that's not on a set. Um, they didn't film it on a set. They actually filmed it in North Carolina, so that helped out. But I think the way, like you said, the shots and the way everything just came together, it's just so, uh, like I said, I, I wanted to go there right away. So I, I really like that you brought that up. Um, but yeah, I like when, when after that little party, they have a, uh, Max and, uh, you know, Ray and Barry. Uh, Barry's a little dick. Barry is a dick to Max, so they leave off on a bad note. Barry's a little drunk. He's like, you know, take a hike. <laughs> but they go to the beach. 
Um, Ray drives Barry's BMW because Barry's drunk, but they get to the beach. And I love how, um, again, talk about, like you said, setting the mood. They're telling like almost campfire stories and urban legends. So I love how each different of the four characters, they're like, oh, no, this is how the story goes. And it was, no, this is how the story goes. They all have a different interpretation, which is true of urban legends. So um, and then, of course, you know, we know we know our final girl when the one she's like, no, it's a guy with the hook. You're like, OK, we know our we know our lead protagonist when she's she's the one who says it's the one with the hook. But uh, I don't know how you feel about that even. I just love how, again, they just ease into it. Mm hmm. But it's, it's just, I, I just like how we get that little story time and like small moments like that. I'm just like, ooh, like I'm ready to go. I'm ready to get into it. And this is before anything happens. It's We don't have a mm -hmm. scream-like opening scene right away. It just kind of just builds up to the accident. I really like that it takes its time like that. And we're, again, we're getting to know our characters a bit before uh, the mayhem happens. Yeah, and again, um, this may be a small detail for someone watching, but now that I've seen this a few times, I love this beach scene because, mm -hmm. again, another reason why you really feel the town is alive is because they're all graduating high school. They went to the same high school. This town has this urban legend, but yes. everyone has a different version of the legend. And it's it's so realistic because every town had those. You know what I mean? Yep. And uh yep. so we yeah, all talked about it. We did it all the time. Yeah. yeah, it's small things like that that really um even if you don't pick up on it, I feel like it uh subconsciously draws you in to these characters in this town. And uh yeah, for sure. Uh what you said about um what were you just talking about after uh after they were talking about the beach scene? Um I, I I'm blanking. I had another point to make, but now I'm blanking. Can I just give a shout out to Ray when they like kind of like go off and do their couple things and he uh, scares Julie and goes, I'm going to hook you. That's something I would do 100%. <laughs> and he pops out and chases yeah. her. <laughs> I love yeah. that. I crack up every time. He's such addicted for doing that to her, but I love it. <laughs> yeah. I don't remember my train of thought. Sorry about that. So let's just keep going. Maybe I'll think about it okay. later. But uh, I had It was pretty much, make, we were but... talking about like the grand... Um, Oh, maybe I was mentioning how oh, lead that, up to this, the accident with like it's not yes, an opening like yeah, yeah, scream yes. and blah blah blah. Yes, thank you for that. Um, I like that. I I, I like how it doesn't have an opening kill like Scream does because again they're setting up the characters and these characters you can tell they're the popular kids. Um, they're getting everywhere in life that they want to get to. They're all going to college. They're high school sweethearts. Um, in their minds, you know, they're gonna stay together forever. You know, college is not gonna, you know, separate them. Right. Um, so I like how it kind of introduces you to the idealistic world of these four characters, and it doesn't introduce right. us with a kill right away. It leaves us with a happy note until we get to the accident. So I, I think that was intentional to kind of get us in 100%. a good mood. Yeah, no, I definitely and agree. It's that funny was the right because. Way it's funny because we find out there technically was an opening kill, but we just didn't know yes. that it was the first mm -hmm. person we saw in the movie. It's, mm -hmm. uh, it's it's so smart. And I think another reason why the writer and the director wanted to take our take its time before the accident is because what these what our main characters who were following throughout the entire movie do after the accident, it's not nice. <laughs> and, uh, so they wanted to have us at least have some... Uh, connection to them because they don't make good mm -hmm. decisions yes. right away so i think that has a lot to do with it because if it started just with the accident oh, like, yeah. oh, fuck these guys who cares you know what i mean oh yeah so i think it was necessary for them to have the build up for sure because when we get to the um the big decision um and the crisis mode that they're in 
you're like, you know, screaming at the TV, you know, because you care about these characters. Like, you know, you're you're trying to help them. You feel like you're part of this group. And uh, yeah, I, I totally agree. I think they taking its time uh, was definitely the right move. And like I said, the pacing is one of the um, strong aspects of this movie. Right. So I agree. So let's get and, to that scene. Yeah, let's then. get to yeah. the accident. So uh, after they had their little like you know kissy kissy love making moments on the beach, you know all hell's about to break loose. Um, again, Barry's drunk. It's his car, but you know Ray and uh, Julie and Helen are like you're not driving. Helen's like you know sit in the back of me. I'll let you do things to me. I'm like Barry, go in the back with Helen, please. Come on, it's Sarah <laughs> Michelle Gellar. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. they get in the car and. Uh, you know, they're all having a good time. And then Barry, oh, my Barry, he just has to be the obnoxious jock and, you know, crank the music up and then go through the sunroof while they're driving. You know, typical, you know, high school jock um, going through the sunroof, you know, partying up, drinking liquor. And then he drops the fucking booze on Ray, who's driving, you know, so obviously Ray gets preoccupied with that. And then we just hear Barry saying, look up, look out. They look up and something hits the windshield and, you know, they do a little 360 in the car and it's an accident. So uh, we know what's happening and what hit the windshield. But they're like, first of all, hey, they say maybe it was just a dog. I'm like, maybe it was just a dog. I'd rather be a person. Fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, no, maybe it's a deer then. <laughs> but then uh, where's the body? I'm like, oh, my God, these idiots. So they get out of the car and Julie eventually finds a bloody boot. So, you know, it's not looking too good. And then they go a little bit further and they see a body. So they hit somebody, literally. Um, but they assume that he's dead. Um, they don't see him moving or anything. So this is the big, they fucking literally killed somebody. Um, I, it was mostly Barry's fault because he was acting like an asshole. But uh, they're in this predicament and Julie's like, oh my God, we got to call the cops, call the cops. And Barry's like, no, he's already dead. What's good that's going to do? You know, ruin our lives for this? Because, um... Because he spilt the liquor, there's liquor all over the car. And he, they're like, the cops are never going to believe that Barry wasn't driving, all this shit. You know, they're fucked. They're fucked if they call the cops. You know, it's manslaughter. That's what uh, Ray says. So Barry says has a very, very uh, out of left field idea to, you know, let's just cover it up. Let's just leave. Let's just. And then Julia's like, you asshole, there's blood on your car. And he's like, all right, let's get rid of the body. So Julie is very adamant about calling the cops. You know, she's wants to do what's right. Um, and Helen's not on Barry's level, but uh, she's kind of like, you know, pretty much Julie, just pretend we're never here. You know, she kind of, she's not like an asshole like Barry in the scene, but she's also like, I don't want to get caught for this shit. And Ray is going back and forth. And then he comes to the realization. He's like, you know, I don't have money like your family. Like I'm like a working man, you know, I'm going to be a fisherman. I'm not, I'm not at the light level that you guys are with your family. It's like, this will ruin my life. Literally. I won't be able to work. Um, I don't have like family money. So it's kind of three V one, although Ray's very sensitive about it. Cause that's how he is throughout the whole movie. He doesn't really take sides, <laughs> but, uh, before they can make their final decision, good old Max comes rolling around. So it's just, it's a mess right away. They should have realized that you're going to get caught sooner or later. So Max Mm -hmm. comes, rolls up, um, Barry and uh, Helen hide the body um, and they pretend that Barry's throwing up because he got drunk. But it's so stupid because Max can see the car. She's like, Julie's like, yeah, we're just trying to keep the car looking nice and new. He's like, doesn't look that new. (laughs) Max is such a dick. But um, so Ray comes up to the car. I just want to highlight this scene about how much I hate Max. 
he's so rude to Ray. He's like, you know, you almost got that rich boy act down, Ray. I'm like, what the fuck is this guy's problem with Ray? I know he likes Julie, but <laughs> if I were Ray, I'd be like, I'm going to fucking, you're going to be the next one who gets hit and run. But <laughs> so anyway, Max pretty much says bye to Julie and then just leaves. So they do decide to dump the body. And this is, again, such an iconic scene. They go down to the dock. Um, Helen's in her crown still because <laughs> she won the Croker Queen. But um, Julie's like, should we check the ID? I want to know who it is. And I agree with Helen. And she's like, I don't want to know who it is. I'd be like, I don't want to know who it is either, who I just fucking killed. But Barry's like, just pretend it's some guy with a hook for a hand. I'm like, oh, just you wait. Just you wait. <laughs> You're not going to be pretending. Um, So they go to get Helen's. Uh, Ray doesn't want to help because he can't do it anymore. He's like, oh, I don't think I can do it. So Helen mans up and helps Barry, you know, start to push the body off. But I get a nice little jump scare. And the guy grabs her crown before he gets pushed in. And uh, Barry has to go jump in the water and get her crown back. And we get a really good jump scare. The guy's eyes kind of open before he quote unquote dies. I love that scene. I jumped the first time I saw that scene. Uh, So that's what our crew decides to do. They literally kill somebody and then dump a body. So again, we're asking, the filmmakers are asking a lot of the audience to want to follow and root for these characters. But in my opinion, you know, they actually pulled off somehow the rest of the movie. But yeah, so that's the whole accident. Um, It's very well done, very well choreographed, um, very well paced. Um, I love that bear... (laughs) The scene where they're like, take it to your grave, you want to answer? Barry literally, like, starts choking Julie to, like, make her say, like, okay, I'll take it to the grave. And fucking Ray is just standing there. He's like, stop it, man. I'm like, yo, that's your girlfriend. But anyway. So, yeah, so that's what they do. Again, Julie's the one who's very adamant, like, this is wrong. Um, And the other two really don't feel good about it, but they go along with it with Barry because it's like, what else are we going to do? So, yeah, that's the accident. I think it's very well done. A lot of moral ambiguity in it. I like it. I feel a little differently overall. Uh, first, I I hate Barry. I think he's the biggest asshole <laughs> in the movie. I well, you, you say until, Max, yeah, you say Max is, but oh yeah, I, think I is, don't yeah. hate Max as much just because I hate Barry so much. <laughs> so when Max is evil or is mean to Barry, I don't really like. I kind of agree with Max, even though Max is a douchebag too for no reason. I just don't like Barry. So, (laughs) yeah, he is. I know. Uh, I really try to put myself in their shoes, and I really just can't relate at all to this situation. Um, I don't know about you, but me personally, I would never be able to live with myself, especially if I was uh, Ray driving the car, even though it really was Barry's fault because he's the one who spilled the liquor. But, you know, Ray was the one who hit him. I... I just, I I try to put myself in their shoes, you know, a lot of them, except for Ray, are like, I guess, upper class, especially Barry is upper class. Oh, Barry Um, is like rich, typical rich dude. Yeah, so it's kind of like, wouldn't wouldn't they just like go to their family and, you know, go to the cops and they could probably get off? But they're drunk, I mean, Barry's drunk, so I get it. I really don't have much sympathy for them until we get... The flash right. forward. Um, I think it's a credit to the actors that you begin to feel bad for them after the fact. Um, I don't feel bad for them in the in the moment uh, yeah. at all because again, I can't relate. I would definitely report it even if I had to do so some jail Julie time. In this, uh... I'm team Julie for sure. Uh, but I think they did a good job. Like to your point, um, when we go through this movie, 
the actors are so good and the direct direct directing and the writing is so good at showing you how their lives are just a mess now because of this accident and uh you know helen never made it in new york and ray is now you know a fisherman they're all broken up with each other so you (laughs) you start to feel bad for each other for for them i mean and uh i think that helps with the uh sympathy as you go on with the movie because i think agreed i i think they all kind of regret not like you know doing what they're doing they're just coping with it differently. Like yes. Barry just goes all in with it and says, you know, he's in denial about it. Uh, Julie is, of course, our final girl, so she's going to be the most sensible one throughout. Uh, Helen has just kind of like internalized it and like won't, right. you know. I, I don't know. It's it's cool how they all deal with it differently. Um, I think that's pretty realistic. It's realistic. So, yeah. so that yeah. helps. Yeah. That helps with the audience, you know, sympathize with the characters again, but. For this scene, yeah, I don't really, I can't relate. I, I don't know. Well, like, I, I think that's can't. the director. I think that's the intention because I don't feel bad for them. I'm like, what are you doing, you idiots? Call the fucking cops. But I think that's intentional because, and that's think that's what makes the right the filmmakers have to work so hard to get us back on their side before the climax. Um, because, like you said, there's a there's a gap after this scene. We get a year gap, which mm-hmm. again was very smart. <laughs> for them to do yeah because we get introduced to all these these four people in very different states from then where they were again helen she was like oh hype and prepped and ready to go to new york and be an actress and now she's like so de- like she's like she's just so shattered and not like she's not the same person she's working no. at the department store her family owns like yeah and she's just defeated um julie looks like she's friggin' about to she looks like a ghost she looks like she doesn't eat or do anything <laughs> she's like failing classes she's not she's like barely talking um you know ray's doing his fisherman thing buddy and then barry i like what you said because people don't realize that like he's also he's an asshole but you can tell behind it all it's a it's a facade because he's very he's he's uh feeling about it too he knows what he did was wrong it's just he puts it all into like no we did, but we did what we did was right. He's like forcing himself to believe what he did was right. Yeah, he's so trying like to be like said, the alpha yeah, leader of the group exactly. and trying to just like be the tough guy. Like, like we, we can't have to stick in. together yeah. and stick with this lie. Like no going back. Mm-hmm. But I think it's smart that they did it like that because um, I feel like in real life everyone would have reacted to that what they did different. Um, but yeah, I do think that the initial accident scene, nobody's meant to feel bad for the decision they uh, feel bad for them. You know, sympathize with them for the decision they yeah. made. For sure. um, Especially because it was an accident. Almost killed. You know? Right. It was literally an like, accident. It was an accident. Could have so. been prevented though. So you know they should have yeah. been idiots. But even if they get charged with like you know DUI or what, I mean it's like just it would be manslaughter. Own up to it and yeah manslaughter. <laughs> yeah. Well, it turns out he wasn't dead, so they didn't even really check the and guy. He wasn't a great person. In the road. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they would have been doing a service for sure. Exactly. They would have been heroes. <laughs> yeah. Which is kind of ironic. <laughs> When you think about exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we'll just get back. Let's just fly through it. They cut back a year later. Like I said, we pretty much just described how we're introducing them again. But um, what kicks off the whole plot of the title of the movie, I know you do last summer, is Julie when she gets home to her mom's. Um, I love her mom's like, are you on drugs? She's like, no, I've just <laughs> been going through it. 
<laughs> Everyone is so mean to Julie when she gets I back. I, I think it's Barry says, like, you look like shit. No, is he it says ba- it to both. It, he says it to both of them. Both and of Helen them, doesn't yeah. even look that bad. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> you guys, you see, like, you guys look like you got, sh- you guys look like you got run oh. over twice or something. <laughs> yeah, it's like, <laughs> whoa. Like, oh, shit. Yeah, they don't even I love how Helen's bad. just like, you're a prick. <laughs> like, yes, you are, Barry. But uh, Julie... <laughs> Um, her mom tells her, like, you know, you got a, you got something in the mail. You got a letter. So she opens it and it says, dum, dum, dum. I know what you did last summer. So again, that's what the whole plot of the movie is. So she's like, holy shit. I knew I was right. We're bound to get caught. Someone saw us. So she, um, I love how the first person she goes to, I know it's a little and I'm like dwelling on it too much, but I love how she doesn't go running to Ray. She goes running for Helen. I love that. Because in the beginning of the movie, we see that they have such a strong bond and friendship. Yes. And yeah. it's actually sad at a later point in the movie. I will, I want to like highlight it when we get to it. But there's a scene between Helen and Julie in the car. And it just makes me really sad mm-hmm. uh, to see how their friendship changed. But yeah. anyway, I like how she goes looking for Helen first. I just, I don't know. I just, I love how that played out. It's not the typical, let me go run to my ex-boyfriend. You know what I mean? Yes. Um, yeah. And it's just she ends up going to the store where that Helen's family owns and it's her asshole sister. She's like, can you give me Helen's New York number? She's like, if you want her, look 10 feet to your left. And it's such a bitch. But uh, yeah, so that's how they get reintroduced and they go to Barry and they show Barry the note and then Barry's like, oh, it was Mac. It must have been Mac, you know? And he's like, well, at first, he, uh, again, yeah. at first he's in denial. He's like, yep. that can mean anything. We did a lot exactly. last summer. He's like, yeah, the <laughs> only murder like, that comes to mind is one. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, you shut the hell up. <laughs> I know. His mom's like right there on the phone. <laughs> With an open door, yeah, on the yeah. phone. Doesn't see her any of it. I love so that funny. scene when she's like, yeah, well, only one murder comes to mind. I'm like, oh, shit. But I'm glad you you brought that up with with Julie and Helen, how she goes to Helen first, because that is uh, one of the things I love about this movie, uh, their relationship. And mm-hmm. it's one of the reasons why I think the sequel falls flat for me, because it doesn't have Helen. Um, and I a think lot of this people is, feel that way. Yeah, I, feel that I way. am torn on it. I am. Tor- we'll get to it when we get to it because yep. it's coming up at the end of the movie. But um, I think it was. I'm not a fan of it, but it might have helped make the movie more of a cult classic. Um, definitely the chase scene for sure. The the chase scene is iconic. But um, yeah, I I don't know if it was the right decision or not. I'm torn on it because it's one of those things. And I think we talked about this in um. Our, we kind of talked about girls. this in our yeah. My Bloody Valentine episode, actually. Okay. How, how how do you weigh the individual movie with a potential franchise? And I think yep. they went the route of just making a good movie as opposed to thinking about future sequels, which right. I think is really generally the case you should do because you can't have a sequel unless the first movie is good. So you want to make the first movie right. as good as possible. But um, I think that's one of those instances where uh, maybe looking back, I don't know if it was the right decision, but because they did that, uh, maybe it's more of a solid movie, the first entry. I don't, I don't know. How do you feel? I don't uh, know if you want to get into it too much now. but I know. We're going to get it. Well, um, let's just rip the bandit off a little bit. We'll get to the actual scene because I have so much to say about that when we get to it. But I just want to address it now. I think you're not alone because a lot of people were like, a lot of people even say they prefer Helen be the final girl over Julie. I uh, think that it's plain no. from the beginning who the, yes. the moral character is Julie. Yeah. She's the moral character. You know? Oh, yeah. You don't have Helen saying, you know, pretend we weren't here. You know that 
she's not the final girl of this franchise, you know. Center, yeah. of I think that's just movies. people's bias towards Sarah yes. Michelle Gellar. And, I, and you why. know what? Yeah. I just want to say, I think a lot of it has to do with how damn good uh, Sarah Michelle Gellar portrays Helen, because you are mm-hmm. so sympathetic for her yeah. when you hit a year later. I mean, her her dad doesn't even say hi to her when she walks in the house. You know, her ex boyfriend's yeah. a douche. She's going through it, and just she just wants to help Julie. And there's a scene where Julie is not reciprocating it. And again, people deal with trauma and shit in different ways. So I don't blame Julie. And that's why a lot of people hate Julie. I think that what they did, how Helen's character ended in this movie was ballsy. And it was a gut punch because when you watch it, you're like, oh, they're going to be like the two final girls and they're going to make it. I think what happened was they were like, you know, we have our final girl. If we have a sequel, you know, we have her. Yeah. But Helen is such a fan favorite. Mm-hmm. I, it would have been badass to see Helen and Julie in the sequel kicking ass together. Uh, yeah. But I also think what makes this chase scene so awesome and ends up being so devastating is that she doesn't make it. So it's it's a it's a catch twenty, you know, it's a you know, catch twenty twenty. Mm-hmm. It's it works awesome. But of course, every time I, I've seen this movie endless times and I'm screaming, I'm like go don't die run run make it (laughs) make it and i know i know every time i think something's gonna happen it's gonna change the outcome but obviously i know what happens i'm just like please don't die and she dies so i think that's a i think that's what makes the ending of that sequence so special but i also wish she was in the sequel so i i understand (laughs) both i can't i can't blame anyone for saying you know oh man the sequel sucks without helen because i love the sequel but i do wish she was in it Mm -hmm. but i give everyone kudos Sam Michelle Geller and the whole crew for committing to, you know, her being killed off in the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it okay, was cool. the right decision. Yeah. Well, yeah, we kind of feel the same way then. I'm, yeah. I, I'll always be torn on that because yeah. I do love. And you're meant to be. You're meant to yeah. be torn on it. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So yeah, then so they go to Ray and then they go to, I don't know, they go to Barry. Then they all go to confront Max because um, Barry's convinced that uh, Max is behind it. And then Joe's like, oh, you think? He's like, yeah. <laughs> so he just like says that's the decision and that's what we're going to go with. And it would make sense because Max was there that night. So that's obviously why, you know, he's onto that. So he goes to scare the shit out of Max, who's also, I guess, a fisherman. Um, I love how he's like, Max, let's talk. And then he takes the hook. He takes a hook and he like threatens him with the hook. And he almost, he cuts him. Um, <laughs> I love how Max, he waits till he leaves and he's just like, don't you test me, motherfucker. But he says it after he leaves. (laughs) Um, So then they run into Ray. You know, Ray gets the whole update. And uh, they all go their separate ways. And Julie and Ray have their little moment. And, you know, we find out that, you know, they're not on good terms. Um, Julie, uh, and rightfully so, Julie holds a grudge against him because he didn't have her back. She's pretty much just like, you know, I don't want to know you, blah, blah, blah. You know, so we get that sentimental scene. And then we go back to Max and we get our first, you know, our first technically on-screen kill, which is so... I love this kill so much. Um, Max thinks it's uh, uh, Barry coming back, and uh, he notices the hook is not in the same place. And I love how it's just steamy, because it's in, like, the fish whatever warehouse, whatever you want to call it. And uh, the fisherman just comes up and gets him in the friggin', you know, chin. The hook goes through his mouth. He yanks him across the table, the blood. I I don't know. I love that kill so much. Um, It's a good, like, appetizer for what's to come. Yeah, and it, um, he's the main suspect, so right. it kind of just eliminates him right away. So now you're, it's kind of wide open. You don't really, um, you know, you don't really know what's going on because 
he's eliminated right. right away. I like how they did that so quickly after Barry confronts him. They just kind of <laughs> leave no doubt. Like, no, it's definitely not him. <laughs> yeah. They're like, Barry, you're fucking dumb. You're wrong. <laughs> it's not that. <laughs> yeah. So then we get another cool set piece. Again, there's nobody does set pieces like the late 90s. Uh, Barry, he's going in his the same BMW that they friggin' use, that they hit someone with. He goes to the gym. He gets his mm. little uh, cocky workout in. He's the only one in the gym. It cracks me up. Um, and he finds a picture in his locker after he showers. You know, we get the typical, like, you know, uh, Ryan Felipe shirtless scene that you have to have in the late 90s. He's walking to his locker, and uh, he sees a picture in his locker and it's a picture of his car with the words i know on it so he's the second person to get you know a note from the killer um so he's then he goes obviously he goes out to check on his car and someone's in it i love this scene they turn the headlights on and he has a little chase scene with the car i love it so much um so he gets ambushed by the car and hit by it but the fisherman, I love this shot. After you, he comes out of the car and he walks up to Barry, you think that, oh shit, Barry's about to get killed because, of course, we all expect Barry to be the first one to go out of these this yes. crew. You're like, oh, here we go, Barry's death scene. But he doesn't kill him. He just taunted him. He just, I love this shot of him walking up to Barry and you just see his friggin' outfit. It's so good. Um, and mm-hmm. Barry's like pretty much begging for his life. You know, what do we? What do you want? I'm sorry. Blah blah blah. And then we find out, we cut to black, and we just find out that he just left him there. Barry's in the hospital. He didn't kill him. So he's just fucking with them right now. Um, he's taking his time. I love it. I love it so much. I like it, too. It's different. You know, like you said, we all expected him to die pretty early on out of the four. Right. But um, not only does he leave him alive, you're also thinking, okay, he leaves him alive just for the other three to see him so he can kind of interact with them one final time right. and then like maybe he'll die in the hospital like the next scene but no he's alive and he's alive for most of the movie going forward right. so yeah we we have our core four as you call them intact but uh, yeah no i like i like a- that <laughs> i like that especially because we just got the max kill so it would have right. been uh too many kills all at once um right again the pacing is great in this movie so we get another chase scene but we don't get a kill so it's kind of taking right. its time with the kills as well so yeah, and I like uh, he's the one who sees the fisherman like in all his glory first. It's Barry, which is also yes. interesting that that was a cool decision out of the four. Not obviously because Max saw him, but uh, and it's uh, and he's the one who's like tells them you know in the hospital like you know some guy fucking with us, <laughs> a fisherman. Uh, and then I love how Barry can't help himself, but right then and there he's like you know Ray, you're a fisherman. Do you have a slicker? <laughs> I'm like, dude. And then they go back at it, and then I love how the girls like guys like we can't break up. We got to sit together. Um, and this is when, um, Helen and Julie, they decide to, cause Julie, obviously she looked into who was killed, who they killed. And it was supposedly David Egan, the guy um, who they hit the year before. Um, so they go investigating him and they find out where his family lived. So then Helen and um, Julie, they go on a little trip, um, to see Missy, who was David Egan's sister. Again, I love it. It's so well paced. Um, I love when they're walking up to the house, Helen's all of her voice of reason. She's like, should we really be walking up to the house of the family of the guy we killed? <laughs> and then Julie's like, yeah, let's go. And Helen's like, you know, Jodie Foster did this in Silence of Lambs and a murderer answered the door. <laughs> that scene. Um, so yeah, they go see Missy and we get a nice cameo from Anne Hayes. She's really like the perfect amount of creepy, but you kind of feel bad for her when she starts talking about her brother 
And I love the reaction shots on Julie and Helen because they're just like, oh my God, we tore a family apart, you know, because of what we did. Um, mm. It's just very, it's not even meant to be a scene with chills and thrills. It's just supposed to be a dramatic. Again, I like how this movie has these moments of taking its time so we get the emotional impact um, on specifically Helen and Julie um, to see what this has done to them. And uh, I think that scene with Missy was very well acted and very well done, you know. Uh, Missy brings up, you know, they're like, oh, did David have any close friends, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, you know, there's this one guy who came to see me after his death. I think his name Billy, Billy Blue. So, like, anyone with, like, half a brain would be like, that's a made-up name. Um, so that's a little hint we get right there. So then um, Julie gets too um, fed up and, like, you know, anxious and upset. And she pretty much leaves with Helen. Um, and then this is the scene we get after uh, Anne Hayes does a jump scare. <laughs> then they forget their cigarettes. Um, they go back and Julie drops Helen off. And this is the scene I was talking about. I want to get your input on it. When um, Helen's pretty much just like, you know, Julie, like, I miss us. Like, I want us to be together and figure this out. And, like, Julie's very um, standoffish. She pretty much doesn't respond to Helen. Helen's just like, I miss my best friend. And then, you know, Julie's like, yeah, well, a lot of things are different. I uh, I sympathize with Helen in this scene so much because she's grasping for like this friendship and she wants to move forward and she wants, you know, she wants them to be what they were. And that's why a lot of people hate Julie's because of this scene, because she's so cold to Helen. But if you flip it, Helen wasn't there for her the year before. She didn't stick by Julie's side and, you know, say like, we have to go to the cops. She kind of just went with the other two. Mm-hmm. So people don't, think that like people are dealing with this shit in so many different ways and uh you know julie's just still holding that grudge with them and, you know unfortunately you know helen's ready to move on and she wants to she wants her best friend back but julie can't move on until this is solved and done so i don't think julie is in the wrong i just think it's pretty you know it's cold and it's sad because again sarah michelle geller her like reaction is so like heartbreaking she's like oh, okay she just gets out of the car and walks away but I don't think Julie's a bad person in this scene. I just think that uh, they're both reacting different ways. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. No, I, I think the reason people hate Julie in this scene is, again, because Sarah Michelle Gellar is such a damn good actress yeah. that you really feel for her in this scene and you can get caught up in the moment. But when you really think about it, like Julie didn't want any of this. Right. She, from the get-go, wanted to call the cops so, like, in Julie's mind, it's, like, she's lumping Helen in with Barry and with, with Ray, too. Like, the three of them are all in cahoots and, and caused all of this to happen. I mean, Julie went to college, and she clearly never spoke to Helen in the year right. that, that followed the accident because she didn't know that Helen wasn't in New York anymore. So she kind of dis- disconnected herself from this town and from these people and now when she gets this note she's being dragged back into this and she's got to like solve this mystery with helen that she never wanted in the first place so i totally um empathize with julie um it's just like like i said sarah michelle geller is such a good actress that (laughs) you really feel for these characters and you you realize that they realize that they made a mistake um you just can't blame julie for not you know for not uh what's the word uh 
you know, giving in and, and just right. totally being friends with her again. Of course not. Like, it's going to take time, you know? Like, she's only been it's home also because you know, a couple they're days. realizing too late when she realized right away what they should have done. You know what I mean? It took them mm-hmm. a year to come to the conclusion of, okay, we fucked up. And I don't think taunted. they ever um, apologize to Julie, like, directly and say they never have a scene where they all say, like, Julie, like, no. you were right, you know, we were wrong. Yeah, they're Ray just trying kinda to kind of. But, uh, you know, yeah. But. Yeah, yeah, two, you're right. He yeah. does. Yeah. But yeah, especially not Helen. She kind of just is like, oh, yeah. I miss us. And it's like. Right. Well, and I like, do empathize you know, with that, too, because, you know, she doesn't need to apologize. But, you know, Julie needs something and Helen needs something different. It's just two different uh-huh. people doing two different things. Yeah. Uh, it's sad, though, because you could they're so uh, you can tell they're so bonded. <laughs> no, I feel um, I feel for both of them in this scene. And yeah. I, I don't get why people don't like Julie in this scene. I never got that at all. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but uh, we get a great again talk about. Sam but again, Schengler. this is why uh, this like this scene alone is like they would have made <laughs> such a good pair in the. Sequel I know, man. As they're they're it's kind of like a Sydney and a Gale in a way, like you said, I comparison know. to Scream, how they kind of evolve with their relationship. But yeah, it's it's a shame. But uh, but um, we get a pretty uh creepy scene. The next scene's iconic too. Uh, okay, of course mm-hmm. it's with Sam Michelle Geller. <laughs> yeah so she goes into her house and her fucking she's like hey dad and again she has that like cracking voice she's like hey dad he doesn't even fucking respond to her i'm like god (laughs) so she goes gets a coke and uh the shot when she's walking into the kitchen you just see this is so good the fisherman just opens the door first of all helen lock the fucking door there's someone taunting you second Mm, of all i know (laughs) but the killer he opens the front door and you just see that i don't know man again something about that outfit it's so eerie he's just hulking in that front door um and it's so well shot because helen's going to get the soda and then she's coming around the hallway and then he's going up the stairs and once she turns to go to the stairs he just cuts off the frame it's so well executed and suspenseful because you know she's walking upstairs to where the killer is and again you think like oh my god is this the end of helen um so she goes upstairs her sister comes and pretty much uh verbally abuses her a little bit <laughs> she's like you have to be at the shop tomorrow and helen's like you know you know it's fourth of july i have to do the pageant you know it's tradition blah 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 and she's like oh you're so pathetic with your hair so pathetic blah 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 i'm like damn poor girl um so she goes to bed um and then helen gets in bed so we get a shot of the closet again they don't show us him but it's lingering on the closet so like oh shit he's in her closet oh my gosh he's gonna go to sleep he's gonna come out and like god knows what's gonna happen but nothing happens. It fades to black and then we go to the next morning. Again, you don't think that she's going to make it, but she wakes up and you're like, oh, what do you do? Just watch her all night? That's still creepy, but okay. So then she just like, you know, kind of like does this and like, and then it's like, oh shit, her hair's coming out. <laughs> and I'm especially for a girl, I feel like that's very uh, scary, but she's just hair, like clumps of hair everywhere. And then she gets up and she sees in her mirror, it says soon. And to me, that's the scariest one out of the three because they're like, he's like, oh my God, he's going to like start actually doing something soon. The other ones are just like, I know this is like soon, like shit's going down soon. And then she has her badass. She just like punches the mirror and has her like scream queen scream. It's so good. Um, I don't know. I love, I love that whole sequence of events between him walking in the house and her going to bed. Again, it's just about the tension in this movie. It's not about the kills really so good when i when i first saw this at this point i after i saw this sequence i thought it was helen that was the killer because first of all i thought it was all in her head and that she was the killer because 
only a complete psychopath would take a can of Coke and pour a little <laughs> bit and drink it and then leave it on the counter. I'm like, what? Who does that? Dude, leave she has a, full a pageant can the next Coke. day. She has a pageant leaves the next day. A full can of Coke. No wonder her dad is pissed at her. She's probably a fucking slob and leaves shit all over the kitchen. I'm like, oh my what are you god, doing? that's hilarious. That's hilarious. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, and then when uh, nothing happens all night and she wakes up to hair, I'm like, oh, when I first watched this, I think I was like, oh, is this all in Helen's head and maybe she's the killer? She's gonna, we're gonna pull like a high tension on us, you know? But uh, no, I, I think it was creepy the uh, the uh, the notion that he was just in there all night. Yeah. But I'm I'm saying to myself like, how the fuck did she not wake up? You know, he she's got the crown on her too. I don't know if you mentioned that, and he cuts yes. all of her hair out. It's like, damn, she's a heavy sleeper. All right. Especially after having a, a <laughs> he shot must have of that just coke. done like little gentle like <laughs> s- like snips like gentle. Sn- I would like to see the behind the scenes of how he did it. (laughs) But uh, it's not about how she ends it with that scream that like gets to me. It's like this Mm. girl is just. She has, uh, I would say, at least three iconic screams screams in this movie. Yeah. She's (laughs) fucking awesome. I love it. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's just such a well, again, a well executed scene um, that's just worried about getting you on edge. It's not worried about giving you that, you know, one, two, you know, mm-hmm. whatever quick jab. And Cause he's kill. still toying with him. He's yep. still messing. He's not ready him. yet. Not, it's not the anniversary yeah. yet. Not just yet. Yeah. Um, so the next day, obviously what, but what happens is Helen doesn't go right to Julie first. She goes right to Barry. Cause that's Barry's, uh, she calls Barry and then, you know, they call, um, mm-hmm. Julie. Um, so then Julie's on her way over. She's like, Oh my God, I'll be right over. And then uh, this again, it, it's, it's a crazy scene. Uh, she's driving and she hears like this like in her trunk. She just hears like some like crackling. Um, and she keeps hearing knocking and she like, oh shit. She pulls over and she opens her trunk and it's Max covered in like thousand crabs. Which is so funny because the fisherman must be superhuman that he can clear this trunk out so quick. I know. But, uh, this kind of bothers again, me. Yeah. I defend it because I'm like, I don't know how far she went. She could have ran like two miles to the house. Yeah. And like, you don't know when she pulled over. So he could have uh-huh. had a decent amount of time, but it just cracks me up that there's literally yeah. a thousand crabs in the trunk that <laughs> disappear and it's like spotless. <laughs> he must have had like a whole cleaning service van because when they open the trunk again, it's spotless. There's oh, it's, no it's fucking like, beautiful. stickiness or it's not wet at all. It's like, no. what the fuck? Yeah. But um, it is and a no, cool None sh- of the neighbors, yeah. it was broad daylight. None of the neighbors like witnessed that, you know? The guy but I know I've never seen out. like, I'm like, that's cool that it's like, cra- and it's like creepy because the crabs are like coming in and out of his mouth and shit. So cool shot. It's just logically, yeah. you know, you got to suspend some disbelief in this. But scene, again, but, cool. it's kind of fucking with you because just like with the um, Helen scene overnight, uh, when they get back to the car, not, when they open the trunk, not only is it empty, but it looks like it hasn't been touched. Like, it has, right. like, the toolkit and everything. So, you're like, oh, shit. Like, are they going nuts? Are they going right. crazy? You know, did did Helen just, like, pull her hair out? So, at this point, I'm right. not so sure that, you know, um, I pretty much knew. I mean, I knew even the, from the first time I watched it, it wasn't going to be a supernatural movie. But oh, no, I yeah. was like, are they going to, like, make it a twist where it's all in their heads? So, yeah. Right. I think that was intentional to kind of... It's so trick, intentional that bit. he yeah. gave her this fucking asshole fisherman gave Julie the most like unrealistic scenario too because like how do I fuck <laughs> with this one the most and <laughs> like have yeah. every because obviously Barry is like are you sure Julie like you know they're all like are yeah. you sure are you so he's the fisherman's extra asshole to Julie in that scene mm-hmm. because she ends up though just breaking and this is our iconic uh, Julie scene where she just like you know he's just fucking with us he he has us exactly where we want where he wants us now we can't go to the police. We can't do shit now. We're just sitting ducks. 
And then she has her iconic, what are you waiting for scene, which has been parodied so much, but it's so iconic in the movie. She's mm-hmm. like, what are you waiting for, motherfucker? She's like, what are you waiting for? Let's just get on with it. And that's when yeah, you know, it's her. like, she's her twist. Her twist, she turns around, what are you waiting yeah. for? <laughs> yeah, but that's when you know, like, she's, out, yeah. she'll end up being a final girl because she's just, she's getting ready. She's getting ready. So she'll, she'll be her final girl one day. Um, but yeah, again, iconic scene. It, it, it's a little over the top and unbelievable unbelievability, but I like it. Um, but it's interesting because they go right to Ray, and Ray's the only one who hasn't had like something like insane happen to him. So again, they're leading like, could it be Ray? This is a whodunit we're talking mm-hmm. about here. So Barry just goes right to Ray and like fucking starts punching him, and Ray's like, "I got a letter too." <laughs> and Ray's like, "You got a letter? I got run over." <laughs> Helen's hair is coleslaw. Julie has a Julie has a body in her trunk, and you got a letter. <laughs> it's so funny. I love that. I love yeah. that dialogue so much. He's like, "Well," <laughs> <laughs> but again, they all were like, "Guys, let's not break up. Let's get you know, let's get this shit on track." Um, so this is where I they think, come up yeah, with a plan. Plan, yeah. So Julie, yeah. this is important because Julie says, you know, I forget. I think Helen. One, someone says, like, you know, well. If it was David Egan, blah, 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 maybe his friend Billy Blue can be one of our yearbooks, whatever. So they go looking at the yearbook and there's no Billy Blue. And then um, Julie's like, well, I can bring the yearbook to Missy, David's sister, and she can point him out. Um, but Ray's like, I can't go there. I'm not doing that. She's like, he's like, guys, let's just get out of town. So again, we're, you know, he's a, he's on the suspect list still. But um, Julie's pretty much like, you know, forget it. I'll go. And then Helen's like, I want to come with you again. Ugh, Helen just wants to be with Julie and Julie's like no you got to go to the pageant you know to see if he shows up Helen's like I don't want him to show up and I'm like yeah, yeah Julie I don't want him to show up either to get Helen <laughs> but uh you know Barry's like I'll go with Helen and make sure she's good and then um we don't really get Barry uh Ray doesn't say what he's doing again so he's really not helping them either much in this movie no uh, solve the mystery um he no, kind of just wants all. no part of it he wants to just be like you know I don't want to get my hands involved you know Good luck, pretty much. That's right. I don't That's like me. this because this is really the last time you see Ray until, until the very yeah, end. Yeah. He, he literally disappears. And yep. I guess he's just been on his boat the whole time. So it's like, I know they were doing that to kind of he's working, blah, blah, blah. set yeah, it up. This, right, right. But I, I wish we got a little bit of more Ray. More yeah, Ray that's what I want. I do. I, that's, uh, if yeah. I'm going to critique some of the movie, I think uh, you know we could have had more Ray uh, being Because there's ways that make it suspicious, but like you're just like, wait yeah. a minute, where the fuck has well, Ray I mean, been? Scream this whole time? does it the whole friggin' movie. I mean, you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. So uh, I agree with that. That's my one. I will give you that. Um, I do agree with that. Uh, mm-hmm. But uh, I, it's just so clever because they each have an excuse to split up, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so they go do their own thing. Julie goes back to Missy's. Helen and Barry are doing the parade. And um, Ray is supposedly, you know, working because he always has to work. Um, so. It's just Julie goes back to the house and this is when we get the revelation that um, Missy tells Julie like, you know, David left a suicide note. So like his family thinks that he committed suicide. And then um, Julie is like, you know, um, Missy's like, you know, we had to keep this because she's like, he left a note, but we had to keep it from the insurance company. So it wouldn't pay us out, you know, whatever, life insurance, blah, blah, blah. So Julie's like, you know, this isn't a suicide note. This is a death threat. So then we're like, oh, death threat. This is interesting. So someone was threatening David Egan a year ago. Um, so again, there's little, little nuggets of the story coming out, but it's not like spoon fed to us. It's kind of like just building and building. Mm, so yeah. uh, 
Missy gets mad, obviously, because Julie's literally telling her that her brother, like, she's telling Missy, like, no, this is not what happened. You know, we did, we did yeah. this, blah, blah, blah. And Missy's like, get out, get the fuck out of here. Like, you know, you're, you're, you're overstepping. And I don't, I don't blame Missy in that scene either. Um, so it, we're getting little nuggets of the story slowly. In that. I, I like the little nuggets. I, this is one of my nitpicks. I think it, they give away a little too much in this scene okay. when they say, when they mention the tattoo that he didn't have a tattoo. Right. Because, because uh, it, we never mentioned that. He committed suicide when, because his girlfriend died a year before that in a car accident that he was involved in. David Deacon. Yeah, that's what what's the her name? Uh, like uh, Susie or something? Susie, Susie Willis. Yeah. Susie Willis. They say her last so name too. We see the tattoo of Sue. It says Susie on his arm, the person they ran over. Right. And uh, Julie sees that and then she brings right. that up. And Missy says he didn't have a tattoo. I thought that was the one kind of giveaway that they maybe should have not revealed. Because at that point, I pretty much knew kind of what happened. I knew that it wasn't actually David Egan that they hit and that it was someone else. Right, right, So I think maybe they could have gave us breadcrumbs but not revealed like so much in that scene. Right. Well, because we're still led to believe that the the David Egan could have been the guy in the beginning that they hit because he was in that area, but we just don't know how David Egan died for real. Um, And they think it's one of his friends. It's just all, I get what you're saying though, because it's confirmed that whoever they hit wasn't David Egan because of the tattoo. He didn't have that tattoo. Yeah, because Missy is hysterical and she's like still mourning. So you understand why she would be confused on things, but but the tattoo thing is like pretty concrete. He either had it or he didn't. Yeah, exactly. So... (laughs) They kind of, yeah, I don't know. Um, so yeah, we have even that, if they would have yeah. like mentioned the tattoo and Missy would have like given her like a weird look, right. like and not said it, that would have been better. But that's just a nitpick I have. So right, yeah. But then it also leads you to know whoever they hit was connected to Susie, who was murdered the year before yes. in a car accident with David. So that's another hint of like where the plot yes. may be heading. Um. Mm-hmm. So then we get again. I keep saying. Uh, we go back to the parade and Helen it's they're on like the what do you call them, like a float they're going down the street and Helen's looking up and uh she thinks she sees the fisherman but again this is a fishing town like Nolan said so yeah, like Barry goes times, to chase yeah. this guy oh <laughs> this guy. is so sad this is so sad he tackles this guy but it's like a super elderly man who's like having a fucking stroke yeah and Barry is just like where the fuck are you I'm like dude what do you mean call an ambulance you, this guy's gonna die <laughs> he's literally can't speak i think he's having a heart attack i'm like this is so sad add that to the body count of the movie because i think that guy died very second did he even let him did he even get him up like he probably can't get him so he was just like oh fuck i don't where is he (laughs) eric is just like on a mission to catch this guy he doesn't care about anyone else does that guy have a name in the cast i don't know but he needs an award oh no he's just old man on google (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well old man needs an award for stroke acting <laughs> i know but uh when barry's doing that shenanigans uh, helen looks up and you see the real fisherman and he just raises his hook at her yeah love that shot love it so good um she really does get a lot of the good scenes in this movie man she gets like all yeah the good scenes. yeah she does yeah uh so then we go to the pageant it's the croaker beauty pageant because helen has to you know give her crown to the new pageant uh, winner of the year and Barry it makes me so like it, it's stupid decision but I get it because he wants to see everything the vantage point so mm-hmm. he's, he's up at the spot um the balcony where they were the year before looking but I'm also like oh you're alone and you're not watching your back 
I get why he did it, but I'm like, dude, you're in a very vulnerable position right now. So we watched this lady who looks like she's 50. Um, performance. <laughs> I am high schooler. I know. <laughs> I don't this know is, if there's this an age This might be one of the most... Uh, no, they're supposed to be high schoolers, I think. Are they? Oh, yeah. I didn't know if there's like, yeah, be older, but I'm like, this woman does not look. And even though like, yeah. she's like, Jesus Christ, this gotta be one of the most egregious uh actresses playing a high schooler I think I've ever seen. Like, she but is... she's doing her little like dance, whatever, singing scene. And then uh, Helen's like, Helen and Barry are like exchanging smiles because you know they're kind of getting that, you know, they're having some feelings again. She's happy that he's there protecting yes. her. Yeah, yes. she feels safe. Yeah. But again, you know, Helen's just going to get tormented because Helen's going to get tormented. And she looks up and she sees, I love the little flashes. You don't see it right away, but the fisherman comes up behind Barry and it's about time for Barry's death, unfortunately, finally. And I feel bad for Barry in that scene. And he was an asshole for most of the movie. Um, yeah, he gets killed. He gets hooked. I mean, and I love how they don't show. It's not like, you see the bloody hook keep going down. You just see his face, the reaction shots of him like screaming and pretty much dying. You don't see the hook like gut him. And I think that was smart for them to do it like that. And you just really cut back. What really sells it is cutting to Helen's screams, like screaming for him, like Barry, Barry, no. And these fucking assholes are holding her back and not letting her go help him. That pisses me off. I know. I never, too. I never understood so that. Annoying. Like, why are they holding her? Like, let so her go. Weird. She's yeah. trying to go. Like, let her go. Get her your hands yeah. off her. She even says, like, get off of me. I know. So weird. Like, why would random people just, like, grab her? It's so annoying. And then the cop is no better. He's the worst cop in the world. Um, He goes up there, and she goes with him. First of all, like, dude, she just said there's a killer He checks for, like, five seconds. Yeah. He checks for two seconds, and literally when he turns around, there's, like, if you just looked a little further, there's fucking blood dripping, dude. Yeah. He's like, like, who's Barry? There's no Barry. Like, making her feel like gaslighting her. He's literally get like there's no Barry. Yeah, and I get Helen is, like, inconsolable at this point, but she should have, like, she saw... Yeah, like with her eyes right, like literally. she should have like fought harder to say like she's no. like dude like no he got killed i like, witnessed the murder. A murder yeah right yeah but uh i hate that cop so much i really do <laughs> <laughs> so annoying but uh anyway so the cop's like you know honey i'll take you home she's like really there's a fucking murder scene here so this is when the best scene of the whole movie pretty much gets going um, he's driving Helen home and she's having some, she's shit talking to him. She's like, you may bury like bullshit police. You know, you're going to find, like, you're not doing your job. Um, cause he's making fun of her. He's like, how did you, what did he, uh, how did he cut your hair? Like with fucking the hook? She's like, with scissors, asshole. <laughs> I love that scene when she gives it back to him. But he goes down a shortcut to an alleyway because the roads are closed because of the parade. So he turns down an alleyway and sees like, dude in front of his truck, you know, supposedly broken down. And I'm just like, oh, don't get out of the car, dude. And he's like, I'm just going to pull over and see if this young man needs help. And Helen's like, no, no, there's a fucking killer in the loose. But he gets up and then he slowly walks up and Helen's coming to the realization that it's the fisherman. And she has her second big, great scream. And she's just like screaming behind you, behind you. And then the fisherman turns around and gets him in the stomach and guts him. And you see the blood coming out of his mouth. I like that scene, and that's when Helen just screams. Like, she just screams in fear. Mm. And then she's fucking stuck in the back of a cop car. He's such an asshole, he didn't even unlock it for her before he went to check on the dude just in case. So she's trapped, and the fisherman's doing his creepy Michael Myers walk towards her. And thank God she's wearing heels, because she can fucking break the shit out of that window. So she gets out, and she's, she's, like, hustling right away. She's not giving up without a fight. 
and we have this iconic chase scene with the fishermen. I love when they turn the corners, like you see the fishermen's shadows on the streets. It's so good. And she sprints to her family's shop where her sister Elsa is. Oh, and Elsa pisses me off in the scene. So Helen gets to the front door and she's like pleading, begging, like Elsa, Elsa, like let me in, get the keys. And Elsa's like, coming, coming, like no big deal. She's like literally death, like screaming for her life. And then she's like, oh fuck, yeah. I forgot the keys and turns around. Oh, it stresses me out so much. I'm like, don't kill her, don't kill her. Um, you know what it reminds me of? The original Halloween when Lori is like banging on the door for Tommy to let her in. She's like, Tommy, Tommy is like, coming. Like just waking yeah. up. It reminds yeah. me of that every time, that scene. So that's a little homage to Halloween right there. But uh, she does get in the shop. What do you think about that little ch the chasing before the chasing even continues even more? What do you think of the whole uh, set piece of that so far? Because it keeps no, going. that was cool. Yeah, I like the the cop scene. It's so intense because she's trapped in the cop car. Yeah, and um, she's a badass. She gets out pretty quickly. Yeah. I mean, couple she couple hits like, with the shoe, right. and uh, she crawls out. You know, with the broken glass, and mm -hmm. uh, she's still in her heels. She's she running pretty quick with the heels. <laughs> Yeah, I think it's uh, it's pretty good because you know right away as soon as you pull up, you can see the fisherman outfit. Oh yeah, it's good oh, enough yeah. lighting, so you know like the cop is fucked. So it's kind of like, you know, you're just waiting for that chase scene to happen. Yes. So I think it's done pretty well, and um, that whole yeah, like you said, the whole Elsa scene, like, what what, what the fuck, man? Like Ugh. your sister is literally like freaking the fuck out, and you, if I saw that, I'd be like, holy shit, oh, and I would yeah, grab yeah. keys and I would be like, oh my god, get in here, you know. It's like so fucking stupid. Yeah, I totally agree. So annoying. But she does get in, and then um, Elsa's like, "What? Like, what the hell? You're crazy, pretty much." And she's just, and she tells Elsa, "You know, did you lock the back door? Go lock the back door." And then Elsa's like, "Watch, just just do what I say. God damn it! Like, like just fucking do something, Jesus." Mm -hmm. So <laughs> she goes to call the cops while Elsa goes to lock the back door. But of course, she didn't get to the back door in time. And then Elsa gets killed. She has a pretty good scream too, by the way. Elsa, when she gets uh, slashed, that was a pretty yes. good scream. Yeah, yeah, it was. Blood, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and I love how you see him. He literally dragging her body like the hook is just fucking just dragging her to the bathroom. I love that shot of him just dragging her body mm -hmm. across the floor. Um, Dude, I know we've been saying it, but Sarah Michelle Geller, man, because when good. she screams, her facial acting when she's on the phone and she hears the scream, like the yeah. terrified the look. The way she oh, turns around, so she's good. like, yeah. she's like, oh, sh it's like her pause. It's like she knows. She's like, oh, fuck, it's he's so in good. here. He's in here. It's so good. It's like so, Chef's kiss. It's yeah, so fucking good. So yeah. she goes down. This is this is so suspenseful. It's so damn good. She goes down, and it's a, like a beauty, whatever we call it, beauty, whatever boutique. So there's like shit, like. Thing, plastic wrap on the mannequins so she's walking through and i mean we know he's under one of those fucking things ready to mm -hmm. pop out but she goes and she turns around slightly and you just they wait a minute and then he just fucking pops at her i remember the first time i fucking jumped like 10 feet in the air when i saw that scene <laughs> i love that scene i love when movies do this with yes. like mannequins and stuff i the only thing is i wish it was drawn out a little bit longer okay. i think it could have been more of a creepy scene if she was kind of moving through the mannequins because okay. as soon as you see him like you could it's see-through so you could you know okay. it's him. Oh, yeah. at least i you know you could see oh, that yeah. it's him right away so i think they could have made it a little bit more suspenseful okay. but that's me just right being right greedy right. you want more you just want more yeah you, you want more. yeah i just want more it's yeah. like the you the sydney in the screen moment you're like you want to have the barn chase <laughs> yeah yeah i know yeah 
Yes, yes. I love but, uh, my uh, I love my extended, you know, stalking scenes. Yes, me too. Yeah. But uh, so yeah, she gets away again. You know, he attacks her, but she gets away. But then she uh, she finds her poor sister and she lets out another blood curdling scream. But then she like she thinks like right away like she's a thinker and she's not giving up she gets on that like whatever like manual like rope elevator old school oh my she's, god like, the pulling herself up. elevator possible. but it's so scary because he's like trying to hook her and she keeps having a and she was yeah. smart enough to take off her heels by the way again another plus yes but he's trying to like hook her through the thing so it's like shit she's gonna get her fucking like ankle like slit her achilles or something but she gets up and then it's just so defeating because she's running doing she's like running 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 trying to get out of there but she ends up getting cornered in a room you're like oh no they're not gonna kill her are they but again she just doesn't stop because as he's walking towards her she fucking breaks that window and right before he can get her she jumps out and he goes to hook her and she jumps out and thankfully there's like trash and shit so she lands on that and you're like okay she's gonna make it she's gonna make it and then she gets up she's running and running and they're really cruel to us in this scene because she stops she's like fuck where do i go and then we see fireworks and we hear the parade, the marching band, all that shit. So it's like, oh, civilization, she's going to be safe. So she's running towards it and we literally see it. We see she's so close. She's so close to being rescued. Ugh. But she gets so close and then she hears something and she turns around. Ugh. And then when she turns around again, he's behind her. And it devastates me every time. But that's when <laughs> Helen's demise comes and she gets hooked. And it's so... I love how it's intercut with like the marching band going back and forth. It's going back them and her because it's just reminding us like girl was two feet away from rescue. Yeah. But again, guys, I, it's one of my favorite chasings of all time, but I think people always talk about it because of the ending. She doesn't make it out, unfortunately. So I, I think it's ballsy and I, I wish she was in the sequel, but I think to let us know they're not playing games, it might have been the correct decision. Um, um, you know, I love Sarah Michelle Gellar. I wish she was in all these movies with uh, Jennifer Love Hewitt, especially because they're going to make more. But I mean, it let us know, like, you know, he's not fucking around. Um, so it's just, it devastates me every time. And that's the scene that I'm talking about where I'm screaming. I'm like, don't turn around. Run, run, run. And I just wish there was a different outcome every time. And that's a testament to Sarah Michelle Gellar. That she fucking just makes you root for her so much in that scene. Oh, mm. it gets me sad every time. Again, we keep bringing up Scream, but that's very Scream-like, right? How she's so close to safety yep. and just gets caught. Yeah. And uh, I don't love this shot, that shot. I do love, it's terrifying that she's so close and the marching band and the fireworks are washing yep. out her screams and her dying. I wish it was actually shot better, though. It's very, like, strobe effect. Okay. And you don't really see a lot. I wish it was a little bit more clear and a little bit more brutal, I guess. Okay. Especially for a rated R movie. You hear Yeah, the, you yeah. Really especially for a rated R movie, I wish we saw a little bit more and it was a little bit more clear and concise. But okay. I understand artistically why they did right. that. And it is terrifying. Um, the fact that she was able to just die literally, like, 20 feet away from civilization <sighs> in an alley. Yeah. so fucked up it's so fucked up <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah that guys that to me is the sequence of the entire movie even though the finale is pretty fucking awesome but the finale is cool but yeah. yeah i mean she owns this role her yeah. you feel so much for her her blood-curdling screams are fucking awesome um she's a badass she really she makes like I want to save it for our never split up moments, but she does make like one kind of silly mistake 
towards the beginning of the case scene. I don't want to give it away in case it's one of your moments, but okay. uh, she's a smart character. Uh, she gets no help. Like, Elsa is literally no help. So you feel for her. The cop is no help. Like, she's literally on her own. And, she really uh, let she down by every single it. person. Yes. <laughs> every single yeah. person. Starting yeah. with Barry. And, um, and, it's, it's effective, too. We talk about so how we effective. wish she was in the sequel, but, um, you know, it gives uh, our villain um, a pretty good notch under his belt that he was able to mm-hmm. kill her because she was a pretty big character and a smart oh, character. Yeah. So the fact that he was able to get her in the end sets up this uh, right. finale with Julian Ray uh, really well because you know he's a force to be reckoned with now and they're right. not going to get off so easy. So, yeah. Yeah, she was pretty much the co-lead of the movie along with uh, Julie until... Oh, that, for sure. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Um, So then we finally cut back to Julie and she's like putting it all together that, you know, Susie was David Egan's girlfriend and they got into a crash the year before David died and she died but he lived and like you know all this shit blah 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 and then she reads about you know surviving father ben willis blah 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 so she puts two together that you know ben willis must have been the guy with the tattoo and he must have killed david egan so she has this all figured like she's doing she did her homework i'll give her that so uh she's going to run and she runs into she finds ray and then she tells him you know blah blah she's like you know we have to go find barry helen and then ray's just like we will we will come aboard i'm like oh no don't come aboard. <laughs> but she goes and like takes his hand, but she looks down and she sees that his boat, the name is Billy Blue on the boat that he's on. And then she's like, oh, you're the fisherman. You're the one who wants to see Missy. It's like, she's just on sensory overload right now. And she just, instead of just like taking a step back and saying like, let's just, she just pretty much goes right to blaming him. Which again, I get it because he kept that from her. But she's screaming and panicking and runs away, and then Ray's chasing her, like, Julie, wait. And then this guy just comes in, like, fucking sucker punches Ray, like, fucking knocks him the fuck out. And this is when, again, we're not going to get into our moments yet, but Julie, she's like, I need help, I need help. And the guy's just like, come aboard, get on board now. I'm like, girl, do not get on board. There's a killer out there, and he's the alone person telling you to get on board. So she runs on board. And goes in this room while he's, um, ends up, you see that we pretty much find out right away that he's the bad guy because he, like, gets the ropes off and, like, they're going to go out. They're leaving. They're leaving the dock. So this is when they, we find out while she's finding out. She goes in the room and she sees pictures of herself, Barry, Helen, um, and Ray in the room. We see all these articles about the accidents. So it's like, this is fucking Ben Melissa's boat. Um, so then he comes in and he's like, you in, you in trouble, sweetie? She's like, yeah, I'm in a lot of trouble. I'm like, you're fucking, I'm about to be in a lot of trouble, Julie. A lot. <laughs> and then uh, I love the dialogue of him. And he's just like, you know, what have you guys been doing? You know, partying, drinking, having fun, running people over, getting away with murder. <laughs> I love that. So much. She's like, you're, you're Ben. You're Ben Mullis. You're the fisherman. You're the, he's like, I've seen you've been doing your homework. I love, I love that interaction so much. He's so menacing yeah. in that scene. Um, and then we get there. That's when the set piece kicks off with Julie running through the boat. It's so well executed. It's so well done because most of the time, the last set piece takes place, you know, at a party or at somewhere building or somewhere. But this, they're like on the water. She has nowhere to go than through his boat where he knows everything. So I really love this little chase mm-hmm. um, throughout the boat. It's really cool. But we do see before as they're going away, Ray, you know, comes to. And uh, he's like, oh, fuck. 
Julie's on the boat with the killer, so he gets in his little boat and starts motoring out there um, to go after them. But I really love the, this uh, pretty much cat and mouse game of Julie and Ben Willis throughout the boat. It's so good. Um, very good. I love when she's like going through the bottom and she she's pretty smart. She blocks the door with shit, but then he knows there's another entrance, so she ends up going in somewhere else. Um, and I love when she's like putting the ice towards the door and then unfortunately we see Helen's body come flying down and then we see... She, like, puts her hand on Barry's body so she knows that her friends are dead, which is really sad. Um, but her mistake is when she keeps getting stupid, Ray makes it to the boat. Um, I think that, I think uh, Ben might knock Ray out right away quick and, like, get him off the boat. But he comes back and Julie goes up and she sees Ray, but then she screams and distracts Ray. That's <laughs> when so the fisherman gets him again. So she just, she kind of distracts Ray a little bit too much in this finale, but uh, she, she gets, she's good. I like this whole set piece. What do you think about this finale? I think it's very unique. It's very cool. I love the, yeah. uh, the ice scene where she's, I've never seen so much ice in my life. I know. So cool when she's like trying to pile it onto the door. Yeah. Cause at, at first you're like, what is she doing? And then you're like, oh, she's trying to barricade the door. Exactly. She's she leaves smart. her, yeah. she leaves her article of clothing on the handle so you're like oh right. he can easily follow her but then she barricades it but then you're like wait a minute she's just barricading herself in at this point right. because he knows the boat more and than then she the poor does, girl so. has to go back and like get it back up to get <laughs> yeah out. like damn she's getting a workout yeah. too you really feel for her because uh there was um i wanted to highlight this about uh helen's case scene which i think they did subtly but really cool um she had the advantage because she it was her family's store so right. she, she knew, knew the, the store, yeah. but now the, this is the fisherman's boat. So he, this right. is his territory. So exactly. uh, Julie's definitely at a disadvantage here. So I think they, they did 100%. that pretty well. They played with that well. And yeah, every time she screams, Ray, when he's on the boat like, and he looks, it. and I'm like, what are you doing? Like you see uh, Ray and the fisherman standing there doing a face off. Like why the fuck would you distract him? I know. She does have a good That's, scream though. She does have a really good scream. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah Hewitt. That's that's a dumb moment for sure. <laughs> I don't like that. But uh, <laughs> so pretty girl. much, guys, you really should. I don't want to. We're not going to go like scene by scene, but it's a very well executed uh, final showdown and set piece. I highly, mm -hmm. you know, guys, watch the movie. But it ends with, uh, you know, they ultimately overpower him, and Ray uh, uses. I get she like he like they rig and sever Ben Willis's hand. Um, yes, and he sends. They send him overboard. You um, mentioned the score earlier yes. on. Um, I, I noticed it this time watching it, the, the score during the sequence, I think when Ray gets knocked overboard and he's climbing the fishing net and stuff, if you listen to it, it's very Jaws-esque. It has okay. the, um, like the orchid, like the, everything's working yeah, for it. it's yeah. the score is really uh, reminiscent of Jaws. So I just want to give that, that a shout out. Uh, I, I noticed that the last time I watched it, but yeah, the score is, the score is really well done. Um, let me just, I just have, because I have to just talk about it one more time. Helen's chasing, again, at the end of it, when she's running towards everybody, they have that, yeah. like, hopeful music playing. Like, oh, she's this hopeful score. She's going to make <laughs> yeah. it. I'm like, yes. Yeah. And then, like, they're fucking assholes. That's why I forgot to bring that up. I'm like, they're such assholes for doing that. But, I uh, think yeah. A lot of, I think a lot of horror movies fall victim to um, over engineering the sound design um in intense moments and stuff but uh i love this score so much because it doesn't do that right. i watched a movie recently it actually was it was a pretty big release this year i don't want to give it away at all because Ooh. we're going to cover this this movie soon but Ooh. it's a movie that a lot of people like i don't like it for um certain reasons 
And one of the reasons is because it's way over like done with the sound design and the score and it's Are you not going to tell like, me what this movie in is your now? Face. <laughs> I can if you want me to. <laughs> I'm just no, you're um, not dumb curious. It's it's a big release that I haven't seen yet. You could probably figure it out. Uh and it came out this year. I just watched it recently if you if you can f- figure out the context clues there. It just came onto streaming recently. Oh, I know what it is. <laughs> yeah. Fucking scores so yeah, awesome. but anyway, <laughs> just going back to yeah, let's 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 divert. Um Going back to this movie, I love how it's um it's not overdone, um it's it's right. it's in the background like it should be you know and uh it, yeah it's it's good it complements it exactly um yeah so they get rid of him they um sever his hand and send him overboard um but again they just really sever his hand it's not we assume that he goes he's dying he's at sea and dead you know but they don't the the cops come and they question them but they don't recover the body they just recover his hand. <laughs> yeah i love what the cop says too he's like oh, i'm sure we'll recover the body they always wash yeah. up i'm like yeah no it's definitely not gonna wash up <laughs> but i love the cops like do you know why this guy would be after they're just like no <laughs> they don't want to relive any of that shit um yeah. i also do love before uh 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 ray does that that uh ben willis he goes to julie he's like happy fourth of july julie and he goes to kill her i love that mm. uh line but uh, so yeah, so Ray and Julie live, and we cut to another year later, and Julie's in college, and she doesn't look like she's a ghost anymore. She's like, you know, getting back with it. Um, she's on the phone with Ray, like you know, they're they're together, and then she goes to enter the shower, and she sees like a letter or like an envelope, and she opens it, but it's just a pool party, blah blah blah. But then she goes into the showers again and it's all like steamy. And then she walks up and she sees, I still know, on the friggin' uh, shower. And I love that. It, we know right there the title of the sequel. I love it. Um, and then moments later, she, you just hear like the little like a uh, ding of whatever the guy was holding in the beginning of the movie. I love how they brought it back. The neck, whatever it was, mm. pendulum. But uh, you hear the ding and then the fisherman just comes crashing through the shower. Obviously, we, we won't give it away. But in the sequel, you know, that didn't really happen. But uh yeah. yeah, that's how it ends. Nice little jump scare, and that's so '90s. But I love this movie, man. I love it. It's so that's so I know 90s. we do last summer. Definitely, definitely the cheesiest part of the movie. Yeah, but yeah. it was a good little last gotcha. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. So that's it. Yep. Any uh, anything else you want to talk about this movie? Like overall Probably, themes, or, but, uh... or, or <laughs> I know it's so tough. But uh, any last thoughts before we get into our moments and stuff? No, I just don't think it gets enough credit because people, a lot of people just look at it and say it's a screamer buff, but no, it, it's a very well-made movie. And even I can be, you, and you guys can comment and say I'm biased, I'm 90s and I'm just obsessed with this. But I think if you, if you watch it and compare it to the horror movies that come out today, it's really well-made, like acting-wise, score, filmmaking, directing, it's, they put a lot of care into it that I don't think goes into many productions these days. They're just kind of like, how do we make... How do we cater to these people? How do we make the quickest buck first, um, you know, really fleshing out the story in the movie? So, yeah, I love it. It's an all-timer for me. And I cannot wait until they officially announce this requel that we're supposedly getting um, in the next year or two, I hope. But, yeah, man, this is this movie, you know, this is an all-timer for me. So I'm not going to say too much more about it. Um, guys, watch okay, it if cool. you haven't. Fourth of July movie, perfect. Watch this in the sequel back-to-back. Um, it's a fun slasher movie, even if you don't care about you know, anything else. It's just, you'll have a good time. It's a fun slasher. Okay, cool. 
Yeah, if you haven't if you haven't seen this movie in a while, definitely uh, we both implore you guys to go and check it out again. After listening to us, uh, seems like we both liked it quite a bit. It's an all timer for Anthony. Uh, I think it it stands up. It's very straightforward, but the acting and uh, the set pieces really draw you in, and it uh, makes that movie a little bit more elevated from a tif- typical slasher. You know, so okay, great. Let's uh, let's roll along and get into our never split up moments, shall we? Yes. So you won. Uh, you get to go first. So I want to okay. hear your moment. I have two that drive me absolutely insane. Um. It's so hard to go which which one because one of them's Helen and one of them's Julie, who are my two favorite characters. Oh, uh, wow. I, I have one from each, too. That's funny. He's, we Maybe we have the same ones. No, I don't, because you said yours from Helen's in the beginning of the chase, and mine's literally... So my Helen will be oh, yeah, when yeah, she turns yeah, okay. around, who looks back. Oh, okay, I think okay. I'm going to go with that one because every time I get so upset because maybe he was still there anyway, but if she just charged straight forward, she would at least had a fighting chance and knew he was there. When she turns around, she's so vulnerable. So I'm going to go with, you know, when she sees the hope and runs to the crowd, she thinks she hears something and turns back rather than just like, I see people, let me just run to safety. She stops and it leads to her death. And I don't want her to die. I didn't want her to die. And I get so, I yeah, I scream at the TV. When I tell you I scream at the TV every time I watch <laughs> yeah. it and I know that she doesn't make it, I just, yeah. I'm just rooting for her so much. But yeah, so mine is that Helen turns around for one last time before she gets to safety in the in that alleyway. Okay. I won't say my Julie one because I don't know if you're going to say it, but we can discuss yeah, no, that no. after. Um, I will say that doesn't bother me like it bothers you because I think she was kind of um, checking her surroundings because she knew how close she was. And I don't think her turning around would have made a difference because he was on the other side of her. He but was he, between her and the but parade she anyway. Seen him. She would have at least seen him. Yeah, you know I know. I, mean? if she just I think she was shit. like making sure he didn't come up behind her one last time, but I, yeah, it's He's fucking definitely... steamrolling that shit. To the <laughs> I'll fucking be oh, a man, This is tough. Uh, yeah, I'm curious. This is tough. I, um, I'm glad you didn't go with anything from the first act with the car scene, because no. I, I almost said this as a stipulation not to do that with our moments because it, it, that was a whole stupid, th- that sequence. makes the movie. That's right. the whole point of the movie. So it's kind of stupid well, to pick a moment from that sequence. That dumb decision so. is the reason why we have, I know what you do that summer. You know what I mean? Exactly. Decision, so you really can't yeah. right. pick that. Um, this is tough. Can you I say, think I'm going to go with the, sorry, when you yeah. do it, say both, but I want to hear like all of your I'm, options. Yeah, I am. Um, I actually had a couple too. Um, I'm not going to go with Helen because you went with Helen. Okay. So I'll go with Julie. Okay. My cool. Helen scene was, I think her dumbest moment. She goes to Elsa <laughs> to the shop. <laughs> not. <laughs> I said that funny. No. Goes to Elsa. I mean, that was a, that was a dumb moment. To Don't go to Elsa, fucking but... Elsa. She's not going to help you for shit. <laughs> no, That's not Elsa. only does she go to Elsa, but she fucking, when she gets into the store, she tells Elsa to go lock the back door instead of doing it herself. Okay, that's good. She that's runs good upstairs one. and calls the cops instead of just doing it herself. You know Elsa's like nonchalant <laughs> about this whole thing. Like, fucking, Elsa, fucking Elsa take matters into your done. own hands. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> so I always yell at her when she does that. Um, I really wanted to pick that, and maybe I should have, but uh, I'm going to, since you went with Helen, kind of the same sequence, I'm going to not pick that. Okay. And I'm going to go with um, Julie. I'm, hmm. This is kind of a two-parter, but it's pretty much the same um, 
it's pretty much the same thing. Um, when Julie goes to Ray at the end and she figured out who the killer is and then she sees the boat name yeah. um, and instantly does a right. 180 and thinks that Ray is the killer. Right. That's got, my she, moment. She that really is my moment. She yeah, that's my moment. She didn't have conviction in herself to believe the, the <laughs> um, investigating that she did. And she just kind of like everything went out the window. Logic right. went out the window and she just was focused on the boat and, and Ray. And he was being kind of sketchy, but she didn't like question right. it at all. Um, and that that leads into her trusting Ben Willis to go on his boat. Right. So it's kind of a two-parter, but I'm okay. yelling at her through the entire sequence. Like, dude, trust your trust your gut, girl. Like, you, you got yourself that far. You did. Right. You spent all day on, on your own investigating this. And, like, you have a solid theory. And then just... Because even when I was watching it, like, just because he... What What, what is the uh, alias? Billy... Uh, uh, Billy Blue. Billy Blue. Billy, Billy Blue. Just because he's Billy Blue, even I put it together, like... Right, he was... It was because he... Yeah, he wanted to pay his respect. It didn't mean that he was the killer. So uh, that always bothered me. So I'm going to go with that moment. I guess Julie not trusting herself and just okay. instantly thinking that Ray is the killer. Okay. And, and just being so like stupid in that moment to go with Ben on his boat as well. And that should be a lesson to him, to Ray. Like, just be honest. Like, if you just told the crew, like, why you did that, like, they would have been like, mm-hmm. okay, you just... You wanted to pay your respects, but you didn't want to. Obviously, you couldn't say who you were because you're guilty. Yeah. Um. So he should have. That's his never. That's and his that goes back to yeah. um how everyone handled it differently too. Yeah. Like how they all like he couldn't live with right. himself, so he had. And to I don't go blame him for going, but I just wish him. he told. Uh, you know, at least yeah. Julie, at the very least, he told her at the end. Obviously, explained, but um, I mean, everyone's dead. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> mine would have. Was been, that your moment? My moment was. Well? I wouldn't have even had to. My moment would have just been. Her just automatically getting on the boat with another guy who is like a yeah. fucking creep. And I mean, you know, he's the, if it's not right, it's this dude. I mean, come on. Mm-hmm. So that was that would have been mine for her. Um, but they're these are both, I mean, classic pretty much never split up moments we got here. Yes. So this will be a good one. Yeah. Helen and we Julie. got our final girl making a dumb choice, and then we got, you know, Helen, the fan favorite who literally uh gets herself killed. So you have a strong one too, for sure. I mean, yeah, it's literally a direct one. result. Of her death, oh, so so upsetting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, cool. Well, let's get into our scores then. Um, do you want me to go first? Uh, do you want to go first? I can't remember who went first last time. It doesn't matter. Whatever you want. Okay. Um, I'll go first. Okay. Cool. Um, I always end up liking these these movies more <laughs> when we do episodes on them. It's so funny. Uh, because this movie is is good. I've always liked it a lot. Uh. And then, like, talking about it with you and talking about the acting and, and, you know, the set pieces especially and the score that I never really thought about before, uh, it, it's really, like, made me realize, like, there really isn't... I, I mentioned a couple, I call them nitpicks, but, like, you know, they're nitpicks. They're really right. not, like, big glaring holes in the movie. It's a, it's a solid movie and it's a solid slasher. And uh, it's not over the top. It doesn't have a high body count and it's not... It does have some gore, but um, like you said, there's a couple kills that are off screen um, that are kind of implied. You see like their faces and stuff. You don't see the actual hook going in. I wish we got a little bit more cool hook action. I wish he used the hook in cooler ways. Well, wait for the sequel. Um, Yeah, yeah, (laughs) true. Yeah, that's true. But um, other than that, uh, I think the the reason it's still so good is because it it has that great direction and that great... uh, acting and stuff it, it carries it you know the, the the characters 
really carry this story. You feel for all four characters. I don't feel so much for Barry, but even to Barry's credit at the end, you kind of feel bad for him because he's do. looking out for Helen. You know, right. he's he's there for Helen. He's not being a dickhead. So, um, yeah, I like this movie a lot. Uh, this is going to be a high score for me, especially for, uh, you know, a slashers. Uh, this is tough. I'm going to give this an 8.4. Oh, also yeah. good. I was nervous. That you're, I'm like, that's all right. That's really good. Cool. All no, right, this is nice. this is a great movie. This is a awesome. great movie. Yeah. Yes. Okay, good. Um, yeah, I mean, guys, I mean, you, I'm, I hate, I always bring it up, but you know, Scream is a character focused franchise and this movie is very care. It's worried. It wants to flesh out its characters more than just get to the kills. And that's my sweet spot with these kind of movies. Cause it makes me fall in love and root for the characters. And I think this movie, it doesn't do it on Scream's level because those are all time characters for me, but it does it so damn well. And, uh, it just makes me fall in love with this crew that did a horrible thing and that's very i don't know it's it's crazy that they they did that you know what i mean that they made me feel for these people who i would in any other slash room i'd be like all right jason all right freddie uh, let's fuck these people up you know what i mean so i i i love this movie it's an all-timer it came out at the perfect time for me as a kid that made me i fell in love with it and i watched it over and over and over um i it's just it's part of my life it always will be i love it so much um, yeah, it's a nine. I'll, my nitpick is, my nitpick is, I guess I would have liked the writers to incorporate Ray a little better into this movie. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. you know, he could be a red herring, but you could still use him a little bit. I mean, it's pretty Prince Jr. Use him. Um, yeah. so he really just came into play in the beginning and really the end, his scenes in the middle are really just, he's thrown in here and there just so we remember that he's in the movie, in my opinion. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that's my nitpick is maybe they really did really well with the other three, but maybe they could have done a little more with him. But that's again, that's my really only nitpick. Um, it's a, it's so it's not I guess a ten for me, but it's a nine point nine because it's an all timer. Okay, it's nine point nine. Wow. I rewatch wow. it more than like actual like film masterpieces. You know, I watch this movie wow. all the time. Yeah. Okay. Whew, that's high. I I mean I knew it was yeah. going to be high nines, but nine point nine. Okay. Yeah. That's as good as it gets almost. Okay. All right. There you have it. Uh, 8.4 for me, 9.9 for Anthony. We we definitely both love this movie. It's an all-timer for Anthony. It's not quite all-timer for me, but every time I watch it, I don't regret it. I'd never pop this in and say, oh, I wish I watched something else. It's just, right. it's so fun. Even if it's just the eye candy of, you know, Jared for Love Hewitt and Sarah Michelle Gellar. It's, <laughs> you can't go wrong with this movie. And Freddie Prince Jr., yeah. good looking dude. And, yeah. uh, and Ryan Felipe. Felipe. Yeah, uh, yeah, he's not my <laughs> oh. cup of tea as much. But <laughs> kind of an asshole, but <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's a great movie. And uh, definitely check it out again if you haven't in a while. Um, that's about it. Happy 4th of July, everybody. Um, real quick, do you want to. Uh, we we have a new review, right? We have a new oh. uh, someone review. Do you have let that me, on hand? Let, I, let me you pull want to shout up. them out? Yeah, let me pull it up. Thanks, guys, again for all of your ratings and your reviews and your comments on YouTube. We really appreciate it. Uh, I'm pretty sure that helps us with the algorithm and stuff. So we definitely appreciate that. Uh, it's uh, we're we're still growing. We're still you know smaller. We got a small following, but we appreciate every single one of you, and uh, we really enjoy doing what we do. But I do have that review. Yes. So from Trina Blonde on Apple Podcast, as a fellow aficionado, they know their stuff and are lots of fun to listen to. Add this to your podcast rotation. Really appreciate that. 
Um, I, I hope these reviews and everyone, you know, if you guys share and like it might have us pop up on some recommend. I don't really know how the algorithm works, but I would assume the more videos we have and the more you guys like and share and leave reviews will pop up on recommendations. So I re we really appreciate that. And we can't really ask for much more than you guys, you know, sharing as mm -hmm. much as you can and tuning in and subscribing, you know, those are the most important things, but yeah. Uh, really appreciate the feedback um give us any we're not afraid of you know any harsh feedback either just to, for ways to improve just give us you know whatever feedback it helps something's better than nothing so yeah really appreciate that yeah so that's i know what you did last summer uh we announced it on our last episode but next week we will be covering um in honor of the new insidious movie we're, we're doing the first insidious movie so we're we're covering insidious released in what year uh, it was released in the festivals 2010, but I think it became out like wide 2011. So 2011. 2011. Oh, wow. So quite, quite a few years ago. Okay. Yeah. And, uh, my wife is going to be joining us, Jackie. So it's going to be a special guest, guest Jackie. Uh, she, she, uh, spoiler alert, she loves the franchise. So she wanted to be a part of the first insidious movie, which is awesome. Uh, it's going to be our special 30th episode. So that's going to yes. be a big episode as well. And uh, it'll get you ready for the, what is it called? The Red Door? Yes, Insidious, The Red Door. The Red Door. Awesome. So that's timed perfectly for that release. Um, and this one's yep. timed perfectly for 4th of July. So happy 4th of July. And I hope you guys are all watching. I know you did last summer over the next uh, mm -hmm. long holiday weekend. Yep. Until next time, you can find us at Never Split Up Pod on Twitter and Instagram. That's at Never Split Up Pod. Uh, find us on YouTube. Give us a subscribe on YouTube. We'd really appreciate it. We're also on Facebook. And give us a follow on Apple and Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts. Uh, thank you so much, guys. And we'll see you next time. Bye.